I'm Meg Torres. I'm Ashley Argoda. And we are Mismo. Today we talked to my good friend Natalie Lander. I met her doing shows at the Rockwell. She is truly one of the most talented people I know. We talk a lot about fulfilling your life with things other than acting, which I thought was really cool. We also talked about some really close calls to some major projects that she's been so close to getting, and she is a hilarious person. Enjoy! All right, I thought you were going to start. Wait, but where start. is it? Where it's behind you. Oh, it's oh. It's oh. behind you. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. Okay, surprise. Hi, Natalie. We're ready. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Thank you for directing that like completely towards your microphone. I'm just going to talk like this. The entire time? Yeah. That's great. I'm stoked. Thanks cool. for being here. You're I appreciate you. Anytime. Natalie's here. Sister. Hi. Sister. <laughs> Hi guys, thanks for having me. Thank you for Thank coming you for out being here. Yeah. Did we meet during was it Mean Girls that we met when I did the parody Mean Girls? Yeah, that's when we met. We met in Mean Girls. I remember you showed up like a force to be reckoned with and I was like, <laughs> who is this girl? Oh god. So beautiful, so talented. <laughs> thanks. Fucking hate you. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. No, I'm kidding. Um, I love you. <laughs> You're amazing. Um, I love you. I had the best time doing Mean Girls with you. And then we did a bunch of other Rockwell shows together. We've done Bridesmaids and Clueless and... That's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like more. Um, because we ran Bridesmaids twice. That's true. You're so right. So it feels like... And Clueless ran for a really long time. For 17 years. 17 years. And I've years. only known you for three. <laughs> I know. And I'm only... 22. <laughs> yeah, isn't that crazy? <laughs> Math is hard. <laughs> and I had the pleasure of meeting Mick because you met him in Mean Girls and I feel really special that I was like in the, in the show when you guys met even though I had nothing to do with your right. meeting or love. No, but you guys, I like you came to Bridesmaids and that's when like you got my number and we started dating. Oh, so wait, it wasn't guys, Mean Girls? No, we, we met during Mean Girls. Oh, God. Yeah. I was like, oh, not. Okay. <laughs> that we, was the night we met, and then I yeah. came back, like, three months later to Bridesmaids. So I didn't really get to know any of the Mean Girls cast because I was just there the one night. But Bridesmaids, I probably went and saw that show seven or eight times. And yeah. Yeah. I became friends with that whole cast. I mean, I You're love those girls. You're the honorary sister. You're you are. part of the cast. You're that like the really other bridesmaid. <laughs> I went up on stage twice for that show. Twice? I think, uh, maybe I didn't go on stage. Oh, at the end? When Kate, Kate had me uh, sing the opening song one night. Oh, that's right. She, just, she would just like walk yeah. around and hold the mic out for Sweet Caroline. Mm -hmm. yes. And then, yeah, the other time I married Molly. That's wow. scandal. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you divorced yet? <laughs> Might be a problem. Um, you did not meet during Mean Girls, but you no. were there when, like, I finally announced that I was seeing someone, and the room was a flurry that day. Yes, Desi was mostly just really upset that I didn't tell her that I was seeing someone. All Aww. of you guys were like, "I want to see photos," and I didn't have a photo of you yet, so this it was like this awkward like. Searching for any selfie that anyone has ever taken and been like, oh, this is this is him. It's the guy in the middle. But you yeah. guys are very supportive and lovely. It was so cute. <laughs> and, you know, the first thought was, oh, maybe he's like a weirdo stalker because of the way you guys met. But then we met you and we're like, oh, 
no. That's true. <laughs> Good thing you're like... Oh, that was the first thought. That was mine, What, least. because we met at a show? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. Like, you met her, you saw her on stage, and then you went up to her afterwards. It could be... It could have gone so wrong. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I thought, I and don't know. Demands, there are creepers at Rockwell. Like, yeah. some crazy people come and see the show. Now that you say that, I could see somebody trying that, but... Oh, yeah. But you're not a creeper, so it, it didn't even cross your mind. Well, I, it's it's just an interesting thing, you know, because so many people meet online now. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. It, does it almost feel less creepy to meet via an app than it does somebody in real life coming up to somebody else and asking for their number? You're right. Has it IRL? Now? Is IRL creepy? Then it used to be you met somebody on the internet and everyone was like, "Be careful." Yeah, that's right. That's wild. it. Might have flipped now. Because it's a sad world we live in. Yeah. Well, we'll have to have you back for a full separate podcast discussing that. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> well, I met my husband before internet dating was a thing. So that's I met funny. him in IRL as well. You got married wow. during this run of bridesmaids. Right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you did. I know. It was yeah. very meta. I don't know. Life in Was it the first run of yeah. bridesmaids when you got married? Yeah, it was, it was. the first run. It yeah. was. I remember we had a show that night and all of us were like waiting for the photos online, like waiting for people to be like, she's married now. Aww. We were so excited. It was yeah. really cool. My one regret is you all couldn't have been there with me. Because <laughs> we were literally on stage doing a show. <laughs> we would have to have shut the show down. Yes, true. <laughs> yeah. Just for Natalie's wedding. <laughs> yeah. And we all would have gladly done it. I know. I will say one of my favorite Natalie memories before we like actually get started on the real questions of this podcast oh. is when you threw, Mick, my surprise party, my 25th surprise party at Color Me Mine. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. And Natalie is just, just there's a video of it somewhere, like yeah, ninja hiding behind a table, but like separate from everyone else because you said you wanted to, you were like, I just want like I, I wanted is to be in. on the look. I wanted yeah. to be the one on the lookout. Yes, because I I take surprises very seriously. You sure do. And <laughs> I was like, no guys, like I got th- like don't worry, Mick, I got this. I'm gonna be the one on the lookout, and I'm not gonna ruin it. And of course, I ruined it because. I was, like, the first one to jump out, but I didn't alert anyone else that you were coming no. around the corner. And so all you see is just me going, surprise, by myself. And then everyone's like, surprise. <laughs> out like a like a monkey. You were like, surprise. And I was like, what is happening? going on? But it was so crazy because in my head, I still didn't register that it was a surprise. So in my head, I was just like, oh, I just ran into Natalie at Color Me Mine. That's cool. You're like, and she's weird. Yeah. She would do that. Like, this is a thing that Natalie would do. And then it wasn't until I saw everyone else that I was like, oh, this is a surprise party for Aww. me. I see. But it was such a joy that day. It's that was cute. one of my favorite things ever. That was fun. We had so many good times. We have had so many good times. I know. Your husband also painted a really impressive <laughs> toothbrush holder that day. Oh, And yeah. his lines were so straight. Oh, it was his beautiful. multicolored paint. It was. I still remember. Like half of it was almost like an espadrille multicolor. Wow. Perfect straight lines. Oh yeah, we have that. Without thing. help, you still have it. That was yeah. my question. Does he yeah. hold his toothbrush in it? No, I don't know what it holds. It might be in a cabinet, like in a drawer somewhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, oh, you know, it's a shame. It's like, beautiful. <laughs> way to hold your husband back. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't know where. We do have it. Okay, good. Because it was we amazing. don't throw anything away. 
That is a Jared thing, not a Natalie thing. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I'm a purger. Oh, and he's not. Mm-mm. Wow. Yeah. So we kind of, we have to meet in the middle. Okay. Uh, okay. You know, That's all fair. a compromise. That's fair. Did you show him Marie Kondo? I made him read the book. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he didn't, it didn't speak to him, you know? Okay. Sure. And so. The book didn't spark joy. It did not spark joy. Okay. No. No. That's so unfortunate. I'm sorry. So I had to let that one go. Okay. But he's That's been pretty right. good. Like, he will, he's a piler, so he'll get, like, piles around. Okay. But he's pretty good about realizing it and then, you know, ad- addressing the piles. Nice. Making them smaller. Anyway, this is thrilling. I know. <laughs> Everyone's like clicked off by I'm now. I'm glad we started with this. If they like, made wow. it past the toothbrush holder, then toothbrush holders piles. Wow, they'll be with us. Riveting, <laughs> riveting. So, all right, let's let's get into how did you start acting? Well, I grew up here in mm-hmm. Los Angeles, in the Hollywood Hills. My dad was an actor. He was on a show called Laverne and Shirley in the small, 70s. Just a small show. Just no one knows it. Well, you know, the, the, you know. the kids these days, they don't know it. That's like, true. what yeah. is that? That's true. And I realize we, like, I know I'm older than both of you, but, like, we still all kind of grew up in a time where, like, there were still television reruns. Where yeah. I feel like now everything is streaming on demand, mm-hmm. essentially, that... You don't just watch Nick at Night to go to bed anymore. Yeah. I Nick feel at like night. Yeah. Yeah, oh, right? I love Nick. I feel at like night. now you're like, oh, I'm just gonna go on Netflix and turn on The Office or something yeah. and let it play. But yeah. we yeah. I, you know, we had a lot of reruns and so Laverne and Shirley did rerun on Nick at Night when I was in high school, I think. So that was kind of cool because like oh, my amazing. friends were like you know, then knew who my dad was. Yeah. Because the show actually went off the air the year I was born. Oh, interesting. So I wasn't around for, for right. the show. But I am very connected to my dad. I think he's so amazing. And so I just grew up watching him. And I don't know if there was a day where I was like, I want to be an actor. Like, mm-hmm. I think it was just like in my DNA, like, oh, this is what I'm going to do. Right. And I begged my parents to let me do it as a kid. Really? Yeah. And they wouldn't let me. And oh. It's been a lot of therapy to work through that <laughs> and let go of that. Um, but I, I understand why yeah. they d- made that choice for me. And I still did theater and voiceover as a kid. And then I went to college for theater. And then once I finished school, I, my parents were like, we set you free <laughs> to the industry. Amazing. Where did you go to school? I went to Pepperdine. Oh, cool. I nice. didn't know that. Yeah. That's amazing. I was a theater major. I didn't go far, you know. Yeah. I wanted to like go to New York and all that stuff, yeah. but I don't know. I was an only child and seemed yeah. a little. It was too much for me. How yeah. did you like the theater school at Pepperdine? I loved it. You know, it, it's a very small program. I think in my graduating class there was only twenty theater majors. Oh wow! So when I was there. You got to do a lot of shows. I think I did, I wound up counting. I feel like I did like 14 shows in four years. Whoa. And so, yeah. And I thought, oh, that's like a really great way to get experience. And, you know, part of me was like, should I have gone to a bigger, you know, theater school with a more renowned, you know, reputation? Mm -hmm. But then I might not have been able to get up and work as much um, if I had done that. So were they supportive of you 
and your classmates going out and working in LA and like going to auditions and stuff like that while you were in the program? No. And did you? I didn't. Okay. I waited. I still did voiceover a little right. bit here and there, but I didn't really pursue any TV or film until until I graduated. I did actually mm. like in my junior year like go out for a couple things. One of them did I ever tell you this? No. One, I feel like no. Okay. I went in for Mean Girls, the movie. Wow. I do know that. And I screen tested for Gretchen Wieners. And it was my <gasps> first guys, I had no idea what I was doing, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, I had no idea that like that was a big deal until like Funny. now later and I'm like Will anyone see me? Like, you know, like, I'm like, dang, I had such good luck back then. Um, or, or not, because I didn't get it. But, yeah, That's I, like, hilarious. my first, like, professional audition was that. Or, like, yeah, movie audition was that. And yes. I got that far. And I remember at some point during our run of Mean Girls, somebody told me that. Because you did, um, just, was it Just a Girl that you sang? Yeah. Like that? And you do that big speech in the middle about the hoop earrings. And I would watch it every night and be like, she's so good at this. I don't, like, she's just so good. And I can't remember who told me, but somebody was standing next to me and they were like, you know, she screen tested for Gretchen Wieners, right? And I was like, oh, I see now. Oh, <laughs> I know. But How, did that, what did that do to you mentally to then play the role in a musical parody of something where you had screen tested for it was interesting. I think I really wanted to do it because of that reason. I mm -hmm. felt like, oh, I finally get to do it. Mm -hmm. What is another layer of how random this world kind of works was that at the same time they were auditioning for the Broadway Mean Girls. Okay. Right. And that was hard. Like, that was a little tougher on my soul because I wanted to go in for Gretchen mm -hmm. for the Broadway show, but they didn't want to see any white girls for it. Oh, um, okay. And so I was like, but you guys don't understand. Like, this, I've been through this, this movie means so much mm -hmm. to me, all these things. I had all the, the signs from the universe. I'm doing it at the Rockwell, mm -hmm. like all these things. And they just wouldn't budge. Wow. Um, they did let me audition. I did audition for Katie okay. Heron. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of didn't work out. And yeah. I just kind of was like, okay, I think. I, got, I just was like, okay, time to let that go. Right. And, like, I, I like to find, like, signs and everything. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, Natalie, this doesn't have to be a sign, and it's okay, and you can mm. move on from it. So, because apparently now they're going to remake the musical into a musical movie. Yes. And I finally, someone told, someone, like, emailed me the Deadline article, and I literally wrote back. I was like, thanks. I think my Mean Girls days are, are done. Aww. I think I've aged out of it <laughs> but that's okay Never. but yeah oh my gosh but now I can look back on that experience and be like oh that was yeah, yeah. that was cool you were so good when they do mean girls the animated series would you do the voiceover 100% I will kill people if they don't let me do that everyone's dead <laughs> oh I can't wait for it now yeah. they have to do it now uh, they have to come on you heard that's gotta first. be next no they'll probably catch Lacey Chabert as the animated version. Come on. But what if they don't? What if they're I'll like, be right there. Natalie, we've been waiting for this moment. <laughs> this is it. They're like, we're, 
it gets like lower and lower and lower. Like everything, they're like, well, we are casting the puppet show version of Mean Girls, and we would like you to play Gretchen. And I'm like, finally, <laughs> this is my moment. <laughs> oh just my god, worse and worse. So yeah. That, so you were, you did that in college. You auditioned for that in college. I did. I did. It was my junior year of college, and that was your first audition. First audition, yeah. Oh, good start. That's incredible. I know. Wow. All downhill from there. Oh, no. <laughs> I got out of school. I was like, Hollywood, here I am. And it was just echoing forever. You know, just like silence. What an amazing first audition. Uh, I know, right? Wow. Ding. That's crazy. But And I had no, you know, I just had no clue. No. Did you see the movie when it came out in theaters? I did. Nice. That was harder. Was it hard? I think. Yeah. 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 That was a tough, that was a, that was a hard one. Yeah. But it is what it is. It just makes us who we are. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) Now, we've touched on Broadway a little. Okay. I don't know about your Legally Blonde experience at all. Oh, would you talk about? No. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I know that you did it, but I, I feel like I know nothing about it. Okay. So... There was this MTV reality competition show mm-hmm. where it, they brought 10 girls, well, they brought more than 10 girls to New York to mm-hmm. compete to play Elle Woods on Broadway. Mm-hmm. And so I auditioned for it here in LA. I went okay. to an open call. I remember I got there at like 6 in the morning to line up because I was like, everyone's going to be here. I was the only person there for hours, I think. I was the first person in line and like <sighs> no one came until like, you know, 8.30 in the morning because it started at 9. But wow. I got there at 6. I was ready. <laughs> right. We love a go-go. Yeah. <laughs> I was ready. <laughs> and, yeah, I went through the whole, like, pre-screening process, mm-hmm. which was we, – we don't see that on the show, but it was, like, another full, like, mm-hmm. two weeks of, you know, auditions of, like, singing, dancing, sides, like, interviews. Like, it was, it was a really intense – experience to even just get onto the show part and then when I went and did the show it was really interesting like now looking back on it you know it was a reality show they definitely I wouldn't say it's like rigged but they definitely had an idea of like who was gonna Mm -hmm. go as far as they were gonna go and I think the girl who won she was the perfect total package because yeah. She was Elle Woods kind of in like she looked the part. She also had the backstory where she was from South Carolina or somewhere like that. And no offense, sorry, to people from the South and like just one of those places. But she'd never even like flown on a plane, like all these things. So it was like, mm. you know, to the audience watching it, they're gonna want to root for her because if they haven't flown on a plane or been to New York, they're like, my dreams could come true too, you know. But being there, I, that's like after the whole thing. I kind of see it now. But being there, I had no idea. I really thought I was going to win, guys. <laughs> um, I was like, uh, it's me. Like, <laughs> of course. Uh, and I was really devastated when it wasn't me. No. It was, How far did you make it? I made it to the top five. Wow. I don't think I was supposed to make it that long because I... I feel like I just kind of kept getting through. Like, I think I was supposed to get cut much earlier. I don't know why I just have this feeling because the way I 
got cut was very weird and abrupt. Mm-hmm. And basically, I won like two challenges in a row. And one was like a dance challenge, which is a shocker for me. <laughs> wow, I'm not a dancer. Well, of course, you won that one. <laughs> I mean, obviously. <laughs> so I won this dance challenge where we had to dance on cobblestone streets in stiletto pink boots because, mm. you know, on Broadway, there's like tracks on the stage where the sets go and like you could get a heel cut. So that was like our Broadway training was to dance on cobblestone streets because wow. if we could do that, we could be on Broadway. And you did it. I did it. That's amazing. I won that challenge and then I Congrats. won another challenge. Thank you. <laughs> After that, and they, they also gave me a makeover and I went like canary yellow blonde and you like actually dyed your hair canary yellow blonde? They dyed it. Yeah, they bleached it like three times. And it was gold. It was like, it was not a pretty blonde. It was not like cute highlights. It was like, ooh. Did it damage your hair pretty badly? It did damage my hair. And it definitely like, it wasn't sitting well with the skin. Because I'm kind of blonde now. Yeah. But like, I'm kind of blonde brown and in between. And I can't imagine you with a hair color other than... I looked this. like a porn star, guys. <laughs> it was, it was, I looked dirty. Like, I just looked like a dirty, dirty hooker. Like, it was not good. It was real bad. And so, yeah, so they dyed my hair blonde, and then they kicked me off the show. So, like, I won cool. two challenges, got the makeover, and then they were like, bye. And I was like, what? I'd never been in the bottom. It was, wow. it was rigged. But <laughs> I'm not still. Are you sad about it? Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Do you need a like sweating? <laughs> I'm gonna cry. No, but I recently found my journals from being on the show, and they're terrible but hilarious. Really? Yeah. And so I started to actually write. I took the journals, and I've taken like gone through the show and taken some clips and music from the show, mm-hmm. and I'm. I've put together, like, a little one-woman show about my Legally Blonde experience. Yes. Which I don't know when I'm going to do it. Right. Oh, I can't wait to see it. So. Was it crazy, like, reading how you felt during Legally Blonde? Yeah. It it? was actually, like, I read it, and at first I was like, ugh, Natalie, (laughs) come on. But it was kind of sweet. Like, I was so, you know, like, now I'm older, and I'm like, cynical and bitter and like all these things (laughs) and I read it and I was like oh man like I was so optimistic and whether or not I did truly believe in myself because I think you can hear in my journals that I did have self-doubt like I kept saying like I can't believe I'm here like I I can't believe I've made it this far but like I know I'm gonna Mm -hmm. make it further like and I I so I heard my own self-doubt and my own you know, lowered self-worth that I was trying to combat. Mm-hmm. And it, it was int- it was really interesting. And I kind of wanted to just give myself a little hug. Aww. Aww. Yeah. But it was cute. I mean, okay. I really was, like, in it in it to win it. Amazing. Yeah. Have you seen the show on Broadway yet? Or did you see the show on Broadway? We saw it. Yes. I've seen it twice. Nice. It's a great show. Good. But I've never gotten to be in Legally Blonde. Man. 
I know, man. Mean Girls, Jesus, just <laughs> toss to the side. No, I'm just kidding. How long? Hold out for that animated series, Legally Blonde. Hold it out. <laughs> <laughs> I could play a cartoon Elwoods till I'm 100. There you go. Right? How long after college was your, what, did Legally Blonde happen? So I graduated in 2005, and I did Legally Blonde in 2008. Uh, yeah, 2008. So I was like oh, 24, wow. 25 when I did it. I know. It was like I was young, but I really wasn't that young. <laughs> but I acted like I was really young. Well, there you go. My mom always said I was a late bloomer. So. <laughs> Which I'm trying to change that narrative now. As Good. I'm already bloomed and I'm like, okay, come on. <laughs> How do you uh, think that happens? Because it's so common that you start with really big dreams and really strong belief in yourself. And then you enter a field that is going to constantly reject you. So, you know, as you how do you how do you balance like being cynical or just experienced and managing expectations? But but also you have to stay delusionally optimistic to an extent. So how are, how are you managing that? Yeah, I mean it's definitely an everyday process. Mm -hmm. I think that there's a couple ways. I think one. As I've gotten older and worked and not worked and all these things, I kind of realized that, you know, whatever I used to think would, like, be the thing to, like, send you to the next level, like, it's not necessarily a thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it can be, but, like, it's also, like, not the end. That stuff's not the end-all be-all. And I think once I sort of, like, dropped that pressure of, like, well, I have to get this because it'll lead to this and then this and the next thing and the next thing. And I just kind of thought, wait, I want to enjoy my life mm -hmm. and I want to work and I want to have a comfortable lifestyle and I want to be happy. But it doesn't necessarily mean I am achieving the things that I thought I really wanted when I was younger, you know. And it's sort of about like, you know, I believe in like manifesting and all that stuff. But I also, I do believe like, you can't manifest anything out of ego. So you kind of have to check that at the door and really go deep down and go, okay, well, if I want a, a series regular role, it's like, well, why do I really want that? Like, what does that really mean? Is it because I want to show all my friends and my family, like, look, haha, I like did it. Mm -hmm. I made it. So that's not the right reason. Yeah. Or is it because... I want to be surrounded by creative people who inspire me every day and I have a work environment that feels like a family and I go home at night and I feel fulfilled. I mean, that's really the reason, but that could be a lot of different things. Like, that could be a series regular role. It could be an animated role. It could be a play that you get paid nothing for. So I think it's about reframing, like, what success is and it, it's really taken a lot of pressure off you know and then you can enjoy everything mm -hmm. you know and then you have variety I love that answer <laughs> yeah I think that answered the question I don't know no it really <laughs> does I think it comes down to just do the process of actually doing this is the thing to enjoy rather than what it can lead to yeah 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 and I think you know we get so you know because it is like the, you know, a lot of it goes unseen of, like, the work we put in. 
and everyone like you post like, oh, I'm going to be on this episode of this thing tonight and you got a lot of attention from it. But at the end of the day, it's like, well, that's like the smallest piece of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. And yes, it's fun to get to post those things, but it's about celebrating other wins as well, you know? Mm -hmm. Sometimes I just celebrate like a win of like, hey, you didn't cry today. Right? That is a win. <laughs> you little know? things. It's the little things. It's the little thing. Yeah. Totally. You know? Yeah. Celebrate having a good audition. That's right. Sometimes you don't have a good audition. That's so you gotta true celebrate too. when you get those good ones. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you know, I've also really realized it's so much more fun to celebrate other people also. Mm-hmm. Where I used to feel like job like acting jobs, there was only like like a small little appetizer portion platter to go around Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I was like I need a bite of that or I'm gonna die and if someone ate a bite of it I was like I'm gonna starve to death and die right and then a great metaphor right I mean it's like this thing and like you know the waiter comes out with the platter Mm -hmm. of the appetizers and everyone's like clamoring to get like one little potato pancake with caviar on top (laughs) I need it you know and then you're like but then what you don't realize is there's a buffet coming later Mm -hmm. and you know and then what I realized was like oh I don't have to like act like there's a ration of acting work going around and room enough for everyone yeah Yeah. and as long as I'm still pursuing it like I'm gonna work again like if I stop that's when it stops Mm -hmm. you know I might go some time between jobs which is normal but it's never gonna just stop because it decided to just stop you know it would only be if I did so what's the closest you've ever come to quitting have you ever come close to quitting no, nah, I don't think, I, you know, I don't think so. Yeah. I definitely have, like, had my mo- my breakdowns where I went through a really weird period of time in 2018 where in 2017 I was very busy and I was working a lot and I really, I really thought, like, this is it. This is my time and this will just parlay into all these other things. And then at the end of that year – Everything I was working on got canceled and ended at the same time. And it was like a really big kind of wake-up call. And I really fought it for a while. And I was like angry and resentful and and, and anxiety-ridden and all the things. And then finally someone said to me the most simplest thing. And they said, sometimes you have to just lean into the pause. Hmm. And like I was like, oh, okay. And then I did. And, you know, it wasn't like things overnight changed for me, but I felt so much. I did a lot of self-care. I did a lot of work. I took classes. I like just kind of rebuilt. Mm -hmm. And then, and I just was like, okay, I'm going to take this pause as like a gift that like, I'm supposed to be learning something and I'm just going to try to enjoy this time instead of resist it and fight it because doesn't help anything to be like flailing (laughs) that's so valuable i think one of the things that i as an actor need to work on the most is Mm -hmm. when i'm not working Mm -hmm. i hate not working and it's the worst (laughs) and i also just hate you know if somebody asks like what are you doing next not having a really good answer i know you know all of those sorts of things but you're right we get like we have a job where we get 
summer vacation. It's not always at summertime, but like mm -hmm. if you can look at it like, oh, great, I have, t I can work on myself, what I want, take this pause. Yeah. That's a nice way to think about it. Yeah, lean into the pause. That's, I like that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, huh, <laughs> I'll try it. And I did, and I was like, wow, that's a lot easier. Yeah. You know, otherwise you feel like you're, you know, drown you know you're drowning, like you're, drowning yeah. Yeah. you're like pan you know just panicking and grasping for like yeah. air the panic is overwhelming right it truly and the is. thing is is what i've realized now in the ebbs of the flow of this career we've all chosen is that there's no answers mm -mm. and like you know how many times have we all checked in with our agents being like hey guys just curious like anything i could be doing blah blah, blah. it's like no literally it's just there's not there's, it, there's not yeah. Yeah, you could go get new headshots, whatever. Try that. But it's like sometimes it's just it is slow. It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah. you just have to accept that. Totally. And you're not whatever, it's not lining up for whatever reason and that's yeah. just part of it. But it will eventually. But it will. Yeah, if you keep I just think like unless you quit, that's yeah. when it would stop. I had a feeling your answer would be that you haven't really come close to quitting. <laughs> really? <laughs> that's yeah. so funny. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, I've dramatically been like, I'm done, you know, <laughs> and like, you know, been like, you know, thrown myself on the ground in the fetal position, but, you know. And then the next day you're... Okay. And then I get an audition. I'm like, okay, I'm back. <laughs> I'm going to get this one. And then I don't. And I'm like, I hate everything. <laughs> it's too bad you're not dramatic at all. No, not dramatic at all. <laughs> 2017 when things was the middle part of that yeah so 2017 I was doing Mean Girls at the Rockwell mm -hmm. I was doing uh, a recurring guest star on the show with George Lopez called mm -hmm. Lopez okay. on TV land the middle was still a thing although I really I, I did an episode that year but I wasn't it wasn't as frequent as it had been in the past mm -hmm. yeah but because the middle was on I still always was like in the back of my mind I was like oh but the middle could ask me back any day of you course. know there's yep. that glimmer of hope mm -hmm. and then I had I was I did the cart the Disney Junior cartoon that I was a series regular on and then I had like two other cartoons I was recurring on and I mean, it was, now I'm so like, what the, how did that even happen? Yeah. So and much. I was still bored sometimes because I wasn't, like, you know, you still, like, work, like, a day here, a day there, and you yeah. have a lot of time off. And I was like, God, I'm so busy, but yet yeah. I'm still like, doo doo, what's next, you know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and then, wow. All, all of them. Wow. The same time. Wow. Yeah. You do a lot of voiceover work. I used to. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's been a slow <laughs> it's been a slow two years for uh, voiceover but it's okay oh wow yeah did you still do Goldie and the Bear? no sadly no. our show ended no I know those shows don't run very long yeah. for some reason the kids love them I babysat a kid I babysat Kate's kid oh, that yeah. one day and all Michael wanted to watch that day was Goldie and the Bear. And the TV wasn't working, so I couldn't, like, go to the channel. So he just, like, had my phone all Aww. day. <laughs> it was just, I just, like, it was just, like, five hours of hearing your voice. Oh, gosh. I'm so sorry. No, don't be sorry. It was great. <laughs> I was thrilled. You're like, this is a glimmer of what Jared must <laughs> go through every day. 
<laughs> it's great. Aww. He must be ecstatic. No, it was that's lovely. so funny. Yeah. I loved it. I missed that show. But yeah, voiceover is awesome. I mean. Yeah? Yeah. Is it true that you get to go to work in your pajamas? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you don't. You... This is not, I'm not just saying this because you're here. You always look amazing. Oh my God. Thank you. You're, you're so welcome. sweet. But yeah, I, I, I never went to work in my pajamas. Yeah. I mean, maybe like a handful, like a couple times I did because Fair. I could, but not my pajamas. No. I maybe went with no makeup on, but I never Fair. went in pajamas. Do you have a preference? You do TV, film, voiceover, you do all of it. Is there one that's your favorite? I think TV is my favorite. Yeah. yeah. You know, I love voiceover, but it gets a little lonely. Yeah. It's just like you in the booth by yourself. I mean, yeah. it's awesome work because it's quick and yeah. it's flexible and all the things. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's something about, like, TV where you you have, like, what the character looks like. You have your hair, you have your makeup, you have your wardrobe, you have an environment, you have people, like, all <laughs> these things. And I, I just love being on a set. I think it's yeah. such a fun... It's just so fun. Yeah. You totally. know. Did your dad ever bring you to sets when you were little? I I did get to go a couple times. Fun. One I do really remember was he did an episode of Family Matters, and I got to go visit wow. that. I remember thinking that was pretty cool. That's amazing. I got to meet Urkel, and I was like, <gasps> this is amazing. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. So that was, like, fun. And he did a lot of, like, TJF shows when I was a kid, so... It was pretty cool that he was doing that kind of stuff That's while I was growing up. Yeah. What was his reaction when you just, you know, so you mentioned you were kind of begging to do it as a kid. They said no. And then after college, how did he, was he like a mentor for you getting into it? Or was he really supportive? Or how was that? Yeah. My parents have always been very supportive. But like, you know, they, by the time, so my dad has multiple sclerosis. I know you guys have met him, so you know that, but people listening might not. And so by the time I was out of college pursuing it, he really wasn't very active as an actor anymore because mm -hmm. it's just physically too hard for him. So at that point, you know, there was no real way for him to be like, I can help you, you know, mm -hmm. get an agent or whatever. Yeah. You know, that didn't really work out. But, you know, they were always very supportive, but I do really feel like I spent a lot of time trying to get his sort of seal of approval, and it, he definitely wouldn't give it to me very easily. He definitely made me, like, work for it. And really? And prove myself. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So, my dad doesn't dole out compliments, you know, he, he's yeah. precious about certain things. So, I know that when he tells me he likes something that I've done, he, like, really, really means it. And so... That's good. Yeah. But I've cracked him now. <laughs> nice. Yeah. You told us that after, um, I think after the first time he saw Bridesmaids, mm -hmm. you told us that he really liked it. And you were like, you don't understand. He, like, doesn't... He doesn't give out compliments like this. That yeah. means, like, the show was really, really good. He would have been like, meh. Like, I did... Um, I went through the Groundlings program mm -hmm. last year. And... Or I'm... I guess I'm, I'm technically still in it. Um, I'm just, like, on a wait list for this What? Thing. Yeah. What? So, <laughs> so you went through, like, the first three, and then are you on the wait list for Writer's Lab, or where I are you? Past Writer's Lab. Oh, nice. I finished in Past Writer's Lab, yeah. So now I'm on the wait list for Advanced Lab. Wow. And so my dad came to my writer 
writing lab show. And, you know, with that, there's like impending doom at the end of that yeah. show where if you don't pass, you're kicked out of the program forever. And so... So savage. Oh, my God. It's savage. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I can go through advanced lab because it was really stressful. I had meltdowns after meltdowns. Wow. Have you done it, Mick? So I did uh, level one twice at Groundlings. Mm -hmm. um, I did it in college, and then my teacher was like, you're not, you're not mature enough. Like, your sense of humor is... Um, <laughs> You're basically like a basic bitch right now, and you need to like grow up a little and then come back. And so then I did it a couple of years ago, and um, I passed level one, mm -hmm. and I just never. Then I got Cuckoo's Nest, and I I went all the way through UCB. I like graduated oh, okay. UCB, and I was gonna do Groundlings too, but then I just stopped improv altogether. I was performing on a couple of teams around town, but not like UCB house teams, but just like. Yeah, in my own. I was producing my own comedy show and like you know doing a lot of improv, and I was really into it for like four or five years. And then once I got back going into theater, I just dropped improv completely because I've had friends. One of the guys who was on my main team, he did this podcast, Rainier Pollard. He got to the advanced lab, and he did you know where you have your show, and then you either make Sunday Company or, or you're you don't. out. Yeah. Wow. So I we went I went to that show with him. I watched him perform. He was hilarious. We went across the street to the dark room afterward, the bar, and um, he was just like so anxious. Yeah. Like everything. I mean, it takes five, seven years to get from level one to advanced lab because so many people are on that wait list. Yeah, it's crazy. So are you gonna? Do you think you want to do it? Did you? Did well? First of all, did you? How did writers lab go? Ugh, I mean, I passed, but nice. I was, I didn't think I was going to pass. Actually, that was a really interesting experience because, so in 2019, I just, because I had such a weird year in 2018, and I was like, what am I going to do? And 2019 started out just as weirdly slow, and I'm like, so I, I had friends that were like, you should take Groundlings, like, you should do it. And I was really resistant to it because of my ego was like, <laughs> I can't go to beginner. I'm like, you know, 36 years old and I've been doing this for a really long time and I've worked on TV and all this stuff and I'm like, I can't go to beginner comedy level. Give me a break. <laughs> but then I sucked it up and I was like, don't be an asshole. You're fine. And just have fun with it. And so I started in 2019 and I just, I went to basic and I liked it and I, was, and I passed and I was like, hmm, okay, I'm going to take the next one. And I went straight through. So I did it in a year in less cool. than a year wow. okay. um but i will say writing lab you know to me it's it's not a it's not a way to make artists thrive in my opinion mm -hmm. because there's this impending doom at the end i just think it creates sort of a a vibe that's that's really scary and to me i i felt like, to be creative and having fun with it was, like, very, very difficult. I had to, like, work th against it, which, you know, I also could see it's, it's d divisive to, like, weed out the weak, you know, and it's, like, survival of the fittest, and you're, like, okay, I made it, you know. I if you don't pass, are you out, like, for good? Can yeah. You, come, you can't come back to Groundlings at all? No, I mean, you could take class there and 
but you but couldn't advance. They again. implant wow. a device so that you get buzzed every time you walk into the building. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> kind of. But yeah, it was really intense and really scary. Wow. And my dad actually, so he came and saw my show. And like, you know, you do the show and you're like, oh, I don't know how I think it went well, but I don't know. It's so hard to tell. And my dad, after the show, I was like, okay, dad, like, what do you think? My comedy icon, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He goes, mm, I've seen you do better things. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. I'm oh. not going to pass this class. And, you know, he was like, I don't know. Like, you know, I thought oh. it was okay. Like, he, he did not. He was not a fan. That's hilarious. What did he say when he passed? He was like, oh, okay. Like, he didn't even really understand the impending doom part. Right. You know, the pass-fail thing. It kind of didn't register with him. That's but I was like, Dad, hysterical. you can't say that to me. Like, I'm looking for support. <laughs> but, yeah. Love but then I showed him and I passed. But <laughs> I feel like I barely passed. I don't know why. I just felt like the class felt really, really hard yeah. the whole time. It is hard to be creative when you're ruled by fear. Yeah, and it brought up a lot of stuff for me where, like, I was never a good test taker. So it brought up a lot of, like, weird stuff from, like, being in high school and feeling behind in school all the time and feeling it was in, I was like oh I need to like work through some stuff yeah yeah wow I didn't so, realize the program was that intense it's it's pretty intense wow yeah UCB is a lot more laid back have you yes. done UCB I, no I well yes and no I did um 101 okay a long time ago and then I did do a live show that I did a monthly show there that my friend who went through the whole program like got us in and we hosted together. Cool. Didn't we come and see you in a show there? Oh yes, that was with Jason Michael Snow. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't that. It wasn't what okay. I did. Oh, okay. And so I never took class at UCB because I kind of was like, well, I'm already on the stage here. Like, you were on the main stage. Well, I was at the sunset stage. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. awesome. And so we had like a little. We shared a Monday night slot, like a so we did a half hour show. We like shared a half an hour slot with a another show. Oh sure, yeah. Sketch or improv? Um, it was called the Craigslist monologues, and basically huh. we had we pulled real posts from Craigslist and had actors read them as monologues. On Fantastic! Stage. Oh my god! And then we hosted the show, and like it was pretty fun, but That's it was cool. a lot of work to do a monthly show. Yeah. So then I. I just never did the UCB thing. I, I liked 101, but I think Groundlings is a little better for me because I like, I don't like pl being myself, where <laughs> I feel like that's what UCB is, where Groundlings, it's like you're, a char you're more character-based. Ah, So I it. just felt like with UCB, I'm like, this is too, like, me-based, and I don't sure. like that. Right. Yeah. You know? And it's all about the game. True, and I did not understand Harold at all. I, I couldn't, it was like a math problem to me. I was like, I don't get this at all. Right. It was so confusing. Yeah. So, wow. no, that's the long answer. Okay. <laughs> okay. But, so you, it sounds like you did a little bit of, um, so that monthly show, and then I'm remembering the podcast that you had for a while. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, shortcoming. Yeah, short short coming. I was. Yeah. Do you, how do you like creating your own stuff? I really enjoy it. You know, I feel like sometimes, so I, I do write and, you know, I think like I struggle being an actor who is 
writing for themselves, essentially. Like, Mm -hmm. you have this thing where you're like, God, I'm just another actor who's writing their own thing. You know what (laughs) I mean? And feeling a little bit like a fraud (laughs) or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. But that being said, I, I really do enjoy writing. I feel like it's important whether or not you do anything with it. Mm-hmm. I did like write a show with Jared for Awesomeness TV a couple years ago that we produced and together awesome. and wrote together, which was so fun. And then I did a pilot for this company called New Form Digital and like it was really fun. But one thing that I did learn was for the show for Awesomeness, for example, we wrote it and produced it and Jared directed it, but I wasn't in it. And I definitely was like, oh, I don't like writing for other people. Oh. <laughs> you want to be in it. Yeah. 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 Totally. And I was like, okay. You know? And I was like, that's okay to know that about yourself. You know? Yeah. And and so that's now I, you know, the stuff I've been writing, it would be stuff that I would be a part of. But nice. Good. Yeah. That's fair. You're an actor first. Yeah. And, but I, and I think it's important. I feel like some days, if I feel like there's a day where I'm like obsessing about whatever, like, getting auditions or feeling like nothing's moving. If I sit down and start to work on something I've been writing, it's like the day goes by. All of a sudden I feel productive. I feel like Mm -hmm. I've taken some control back. And so I think it is really important for actors to do that because it's it's just smart. Just writing one scene, even if it's a scene that's not going to make the final cut of the script like it just feels good yeah you did something creative yeah yeah I also have this theory and it's maybe controversial <laughs> okay so controversial get ready guys Uh-oh. I really feel like actors are instinctually good right or like decent writers mm-hmm. because to me I'm like think of how many scripts we've all read and good ones bad ones and also, we're, we come from a place where we, like, break down a scene. We, like, mm-hmm. you know, go through character choices, all this stuff. So I just feel like instinctually, yeah. we kind of know a little how to write because yeah. we've, you know, yeah. kind of done a lot of research on it. Totally. I agree. So No which, controversy here. I know, yeah, but I, I think agree. a lot of writers would be like, fuck you. Like, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. But you're right. <laughs> we do, I mean... I'm not saying it's, like, Oscar material, but I'm just saying, <laughs> no. like, I think, like, we, I don't know, I tend to discredit myself as a writer because I'm like, well, I've never taken a class or I'm not formally trained or blah, blah, I haven't read Save the Cat, you know, like, all those <laughs> things. And then I'm like, yeah, but but we, we know how to tell a story. You know how to tell a story. I've read yeah. a lot of scripts. I've read a lot of good ones and a lot of really terrible ones. Yeah. And I know where things naturally land and how to build an emotional arc and you know I think that has a lot of value it does when you sit down to write here comes the famous question uh oh what do you think is the biggest misconception of being an actor (sighs) that we're all um self-absorbed narcissists yeah yeah you know true I think a lot of actors are (laughs) (laughs) but not all of us (laughs) but not all of us I mean I really like you don't have to be a crazy person Mm-mm. to do this. I think you can have, you know, a healthy ego, mm-hmm. but you don't have to be uh, a nightmare, you know. Mm-hmm. And sadly, there are a lot of, but you hear more about those nightmare people because 
it's a story. It's a story, and they're loud and annoying. It's dramatic, and people love hearing about the drama. Yeah. But not everyone's like that. No. And I also feel like success, whatever we, however we define it, like, it doesn't have to, I really don't think it has to change people. I think there's a lot of people where it maybe, you know, does change them. But I, to me, I'm like, oh, those people, like, didn't really know who they were to begin with. And Yeah. And if I ever have a moment where I'm like, why aren't things the way I thought they'd be now? I'm like, because I had to learn these lessons so that, you know, when things do happen in a bigger, better way, like, I'm more grounded and emotionally prepared for them. I love asking that question. Do most people say that answer or no? No. no, Everybody's given such... Different answers, but, like, such great points. It came from, uh, it was, like, right before we started doing this podcast, my aunt called and was, like, you need to call your agent and get, like, have them get you on Dancing with the Stars. Uh, okay. And I was, like, <laughs> it, that's yeah. not, it's just not the way it works. Right. And she was, like, right, but, like, you just have, just call them and tell them you want to do Dancing with the Stars. And I was, like, it's... To me, it was just, it was such a big misconception because nobody else in my family does this. Like, I'm right. the only actor in my family. You're like, oh yeah, it's that easy. Yeah. So they think that, you, like, you can, this is what your agent does. You just call the agent and it just happens for you. Or, yeah. like, they see that, like, I did a guest spot on a TV show and, like, that's success to them because that's so, it's so tangible. They can see it. They yeah. Can, like, it's something that they know. They can tell their friends about it and everybody can watch it. But they don't understand, like, the the auditions or, like... Yeah. The days that sitting home and writing is our job, and, like, that's what we've productively done today. Totally. And they don't really get that, so. And it was, like, right before we started the podcast. So I was like, I bet, I I bet wanna... people have such interesting answers for that, and people have. Yeah. Actually, it's really funny. Another thing I feel like is I have a few friends who are, you know, they're not actors, mm-hmm. but they don't really have day jobs, and they just, like, assume that I'm, like, always available and free to oh. just, like, you know do frivolous things like go to an expensive lunch or like go out of town or whatever they're like well whatever like you know you don't really like have a real job so like like why don't you just come to Arizona and I'm like no like (laughs) I know I don't have like a traditional job that I have to show up for but I can't just like you know you can't just pack up and leave yeah I can't just like be on (laughs) eternal vacation every day like no I'm like sometimes I just need time at home to to do other kinds of work. And mm-hmm. that annoys me when people are like, oh, well, you don't have, like, a regular job, so, like, you can just, like, pick up and go or whatever. And I'm like, well, not we really. We don't have a regular job, but we're almost always working. We're on call. We're basically yeah. on call doctors. I mean, we're basically <laughs> saving lives, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Through art. <laughs> it is so difficult to actually take vacation, though. Ugh, I know. Yeah. I've gotten much better at it as I've gotten older because. Yeah. Yeah. I think with, like, time I've been, like, even if, like, something came up, I'm like, Natalie, what, you're hanging around for that one-day guest star that might pop up? Mm-hmm. Like, no, because even if you stayed and you got it, it's, like, doesn't change anything. And right. you know it, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, I've just learned to be, like, whatever. Yeah. If someone really needs me, like, they'll yeah. get me. Yeah. However they're going to figure it out. Yeah. We just talked about that in the last um, solo episode we did about how I just – I did not take vacations ever. And it wasn't until really that we met that I like kind of got better about being like, all right, we can leave for like a like a three-day weekend. Like, yeah. sure. 
Yeah. But it's, and I, did, I guess I just didn't realize how important it, it was so, to do that. I know. I get it now. It's really important. It's so yeah. easy to just wait around. Yeah. And like you were saying, you you reach a point where you're like, I'm ready to just start enjoying my life. Right. And stop waiting for the big moment when things start clicking in the way I thought they would. Right. Yeah. Like, this is the thing. Yeah. We're here. Like, let's let's just enjoy what is. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, like, rearranging your life for, like, a commercial callback is, like that you're probably not going to get. It's like, what is the point, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you done many commercials? I, I've i done, like, a couple commercials recently, but I'm not, like, a big commercial actor. I go in for a lot of commercials, but I don't know. not a big commercial person. <laughs> I don't really book them. <laughs> <laughs> I actually just booked my first national commercial ever. What? In, what? in January. For Toyota, and I'm basically an extra, guys. I'm background. What? Okay. But like, rats. That took me, you know, how many years? Yeah. 15 years. Starting when you were seven, because you're 22. Right, you're right. Starting when I was seven. I was just like a little kid after (laughs) math. Yeah, math. I like that math. Wow. (laughs) But, you know, took me that long to book a freaking national commercial. I've done internet commercials. Or, okay. And regional commercials. Yeah, yeah so, commercial uh, auditions are... Um, ugh. The best commercial yeah. that I've ever <laughs> done or best commercial I experience I ever commercial. had. Oh, yeah, that was it. Yeah, we didn't it audition that for that. Didn't audition. No way. Do you not know the story? Tell me. I guess we didn't tell you. We got that because of our because we got engaged. No. Yes. Really? <laughs> I, I do modeling and voiceover for this athletic apparel company. Mm-hmm. The guy who does like the marketing stuff for them his girlfriend was casting a living spaces commercial and he he saw our photo he was like congrats on the engagement my girlfriend's looking for like a real life couple for this commercial would you guys do it and that was it oh my god i don't think i've ever really booked a commercial that i went maybe like a tiny like internet or like i don't not even a regional commercial definitely not a national commercial commercial auditions are the weirdest they are the weirdest We've talked about it a few times on the podcast. They're a little bit soul-sucking going so in for a commercial audition. Yeah. I definitely, like, now I'm like, whatever. With yeah. Yeah. We had, um, was it Eli who went in for an audition for, like, toothpaste? And he was like, the audition was me, like, going up to a girl and being like, will you sign my yearbook? And he's like, I just didn't see what it had to do with toothpaste. toothpaste. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, it just, because he wants to be a director. So he was oh. like, in my head, I was like, okay, but why? Right. Like, why am I doing this? I know. They're so yeah. weird. Yeah. He's a senior in high school, and he had, like, that one audition, and he's like, nah, I'm not going to act. I'll direct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Like, you smart, smart man. Yeah, smart lucky. <laughs> he, got out, he got out while he could. God. Yeah, before you get hooked. I know. And it's, it's like a drug. It is like a drug. It really is. Yeah. Peter described it as, uh, what did he say? You're just gambling? He said it's like gambling. He said, you know, you just, you keep putting a quarter in because you just you think that, like, the next one win. is going to be the one. Yeah. And Matt Shively said it was like, um, he said it's like crawling through. His was, like, so dark. He was like, it's like you're crawling through the desert, and you've been there for weeks, and you're just dehydrated, and then you're about to, like, you think you're about to die, and then, like, somebody comes by with, like, a drop of water, <laughs> like, puts it on your tongue, and you're like, I can go on, and you just keep I can going. live for one more day. <laughs> it's dark, but also, like, kind of true. <laughs> 
That's so true. I but know. that's why you have to fill your life with like other, other things. things. Yeah. So you're not dying. <laughs> <laughs> Cause yeah, it is. Uh, I like to say, like, I'm a total masochist. I must, like, love pain. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Reject <laughs> me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> say no. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. I don't care about it. Rip my heart out and stomp on it. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's ridiculous. So we want to try a new way of ending our episode. Okay. Typically, we're just, Should like, I get angry or cry? Yeah. Or, well, let's <laughs> see We're actually going to hold an acting exercise for you right now. Oh, God. Um, okay. You're, you're the first person we've done this with, because... Are, are we having a threesome? <laughs> 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 Surprise! Is this, like, a proposition? I asked Jared. He signed off on it already. You're good. <laughs> He's going to come in with a video camera. He's like, yeah, you guys... Oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry, man. The actual Poor thing Mick. is going to be such a letdown now, because it's so little. It really is. It's I'm nothing. super sorry about this. No, is it, like, a secret? handshake or something like, okay I'll okay so in one close. in one word or oh. one sentence fill in the blank acting is oh okay oh, was i supposed to do it like right away no no, no. take your time take oh, your okay. time you can okay think about it i don't know I'm, we might hate this okay well, or that's or after years editing. and years of doing this we might have a great compilation of like acting is blank okay so you're the first one Whew, I'm nervous. No pressure. Okay. Okay. Acting is magical. Wow. I love that. Wow. I think it is. I think so, too. You know, one really cool thing I feel like I discovered at Rockwell, being in those shows, is, and maybe this made me feel like, oh, acting isn't as selfish as I thought it was. Mm is because when you're doing those shows and you're like, the audience is so close to you, I would sometimes sit off stage and like, there's not really, you know, an off stage area. <laughs> you're kind of just like at a table, sort of. Yeah. And I would watch the audience watching the show and I would see how happy they were that sometimes I would just cry <laughs> watching them and I was like, Natalie. oh my God, it's, it's magical. Like, it was bringing happiness. Like, that person, the person I'd be watching, I'm like, that person, I don't know what their day was, but mm-hmm. they're here and they've lost, they've left their day at the door and they are so present and they are having so much joy and I could see it. And I was like, that's magical. Magical.